Jaden Foster homework, Maury Foster student Did you leave this here to haunt me for your win above me and Joey? I don't even know where that came from because that was not there when I walked into your house. It was sitting down here. Oh, right well, in my yeah, seat. I oh, well, I don't see that. I'm, I'm over here, not over <laughs> there, so. Okay. Welcome, guys, to the CarCast Moms. Hello. Do you need a pre-workout or something? I'm so oh, tired. Oh my, I feel like a zombie, like so bad. Is that why when I just asked you, kind of ran down through what we were going to do and what we needed to do, you just said, okay. <laughs> I'm writing your tote kale, your tote kales. <laughs> your coat tails oh, through okay. this whole podcast. Great. So good luck. Okay. May the odds be ever in your favor. Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to do a little cleanup corner because... Are you hot? Yeah, Lord, I can't even take a breath. Okay. The last couple podcasts, we apologize, guys. The kids have really been in and out, and that's not cool for you. I've been very distracted by it, so I can only imagine how much you've been distracted by it. However, we need to reiterate that this is the CarCast Moms. And I don't know if you know anything about moms, but moms are the only people that children go to. Yes, my lord. And it doesn't help that your husband is in a different city and my husband is working grave. So literally they have nobody else to talk to. But what? There's an echo. Sounds like you're talking across a cup. Is it this one? Maybe. Is that possible? I don't know. It sounds like... I feel like I'm far enough away that it shouldn't be. (laughs) Windy. Sorry, but I... No, keep going. (laughs) Also, we're going to try to not veer off as much. We are? I don't know. Because this wasn't part of the agreement. So anyway, we apologize, but we're moms, guys, and our kids need us. And if you need different stimulation, maybe you should try to find a podcast that isn't about moms or cars. This has nothing to do with the car. (laughs) Well, we keep getting international viewers, and that's the only reason I'm starting to think... Maybe they think Okay, we're... you're going to have to put a little bit more effort into it, okay? <laughs> I cannot do this all by myself today. Oh, I need... Well, I don't want to take pre-workout because then I won't sleep again. Okay, well, can you cheer up a tad bit? Yes. Okay. So, do you have... <laughs> She's just got a big old ch- Cheshire... Shit-eating grin. Cheshire cat grin over there. What were you going to ask me? Do you have anything that you want to share about your week? How has your week been, other than tiring? I don't even remember. Your two clients met each other? Yes, they did, and it was lots of fun, and they're super... And they Wait, met... first of all, in case you guys don't know, Stephanie does, like, home health-type stuff, mm-hmm. and she's got these 
these two little beautiful old clients and they're so cute and they finally got to meet each other so they've only ever heard about each other yeah we went to dinner last night and they loved each other so much and it was so cute and you and were I was worried real nervous because i didn't think that he was going to be able to hear her and they're on total different voting spectrums one is yes. very liberal one is very republican yes and they're both very opinionated on the mask one is way for them and one is way not for them <laughs> So I was just real nervous about it, but they loved each other. And actually, I went out there today, and she's like, I saw him today at lunch. And I went and talked to him, and she's like, and I think he thinks I'm batty as hell. <laughs> uh, anyways, I don't think he even recognized her. She said oh, really? he was like, yeah, being all weird. Oh. And so she, I don't think he... What if you ask him and he was like, I wasn't even in town. It was him. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it was definitely Oh, him. okay. Okay. Yeah. That was my... Highlight of the week? Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. That's one of the best nights I've had in a long time. It just happened to work out because I took him to an appointment in Carson. And then she called and was at the hospital and needing a ride home. Yeah, so I was like... And we got done like right when she needed her ride home. So I was like... Phew. And we were right around the corner from the hospital. All the stars aligned. Yeah, so we picked her up. That happens. Yeah, it was nice. Where'd you guys go eat? Denny's, because it was right there by the hospital. Me and Larry go to Denny's all the time. He really likes it. I don't like their bacon. If you don't have good bacon, uh, well, I'm I don't out. eat breakfast there. I get their Cobb salad. Ugh, that's even sadder than limpy bacon. And there was crispy bacon in the Cobb salad. Well, maybe I haven't been in to Denny's in a long time. Yeah, it was pretty good. Maybe I should give her another shot. Yeah, when we graduated high school and I lived up in Reno, me and a friend, we would swim laps every night, like 100 laps, at Gold's Gym off of Disc... Is it Disc Boulevard? Or just Disc? Disc... Whatever. Anyways, across the highway is Walmart, and then there was a Denny's. Do you remember when there was a Denny's by the Walmart up mm-hmm. in Lake Spanish? Yes. Anyways... And I'm not kidding you, every night we would go swim 100 laps, which is like a lot of work. And then we would go have cheese fries and a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, because we were healthy as hell. It sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah. I would have cheese fries and a Dr. Pepper, and she would have a piece of chocolate cake and a Dr. Pepper. Mm. I'm not a really big fan of Dr. Pepper. Uh, Not anymore. I used to to be my favorite. Now it's way so sweet. My Mm -mm. sister-in-law is filled with Dr. Pepper. Like she's, if they drew her blood, it would just be syrup. I saw the thing that you posted (laughs) that it's her DNA, like 99%. Yeah, it's like one person H2O, the next person it's just like filled with Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. It's too sweet. Like that's like syrupy. There's 23 ingredients in it. What are the 23 ingredients in Dr. Pepper? Would you have shit your pants if I could list them all off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I would have. All right, well. I bet you there's red dye. Oh, no, for sure. Um, I don't really have anything to report, so. You didn't have a... You nope, have, it's tax season, so all I'm doing is... Working. working. Did you file your taxes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I get too. my taxes done first, and then I move on to everybody else's. Well, I didn't. My mom did mine. Right. The very first day we could. So. Yeah. Heck yeah. Get them done. Get them over with. Are yours easy? Mm, yeah. 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 I had to add a schedule C this year, but other than that, 
Because of my photography business. Yes, because you are... Which I'm quitting, guys, just to let you know. I am no longer going to be having a photography business because it no longer um, is functioning for me. Like, I needed it this year to have a write-off, but this year, or last year, I needed... For this year's taxes, I needed a write-off. Next year, it's going to be like 100% profit because I'm not really going to have that much expenses. So, I'm out ski. I don't need that one anymore. So, I need a new hobby slash business, guys. Thanks in advance. Moving on. You really just done? <laughs> Will you still take pictures of Sure. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just not... Like fully promoting this right. big business. Right. Oh yeah, it sounds like my cop adventure. Right. But, but yours lasted a lot longer. Well, I mean, I'll still take pictures, but I'm not like really carrying that too. Does that sound terrible? I just really needed it for a tax write-off so I didn't have to pay taxes. But your problem, let me tell you what your problem is. Oh, great. Here's another yeah. podcast about Tashina's problem. Get problems. your journal okay. so you can write it down. Here we go. And talk to your counselor about this uh, and okay. work this shit out. Okay, what is it? You overdo shit. <laughs> Until you're so burnt out, like yeah. the only thing you want to do is slam your camera with a hammer. Oh no, I would never do that. I love my camera. I'm just not. You don't super... love the people's faces in your camera. No, that's not true either. I just am not super promoting it because if I make too much money, then I'm gonna have to pay taxes. Is the problem, and well, I don't want to pay taxes. Lower your fees. No, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> well, then don't report it. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> oh, What are you doing? Uh, stretching the hands. You hammies. guys, stretching. she just threw her legs up onto my dashboard. Her crusty ass feet are up in the air. Crusty ass feet? I washed these last week. Exactly. <laughs> just kidding. Exactly. But I'm stretching the hams from running three miles. <laughs> The measly three miles. Okay. Anywho. Okay. So this podcast, guys, is gonna be a wild one. Is going to be. We figured out this morning what we're gonna do. Yes. Guys. And normally we have this shit known for almost a week. So. Yeah. This one was a little bit rough, but due to popular demand, quite a few of you have asked. A lot of people actually have messaged me yeah. since that came out on Netflix. Yes. And by a lot, I mean one. Right. Yeah, so. And by multiple, I mean one. Yeah, so that is multiple. You had one, I had one. See, exactly. Um, so we're going to do a recap on Stephanie's Halloween story. Uh, it is actually number one in the U.S. on Netflix right now. And without Stephanie, I don't think this story would have ever made it to Netflix. So I cannot wait for you to finally get your royalties on this because the work that what, you What, we get in, like 56 listens to that Halloween podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got more than that. Better give me some goddamn royalties. Right. We got more than that. So today, guys, we are going to delve back into the disappearance and death of Eliza Lamb. Yes, we are. <laughs> I'm trying here. Are I, you? Are you really trying? Cause well, uh, now my toes are well, tingling. Yeah. Well, that's because you have no blood in your feet anymore. <laughs> so, um, guys, I just wanted to let you know that before we started this, I asked Stephanie how she would like to go about this situation. And Stephanie said, meh, we'll just wing it. Yep. So we're here. And it's wing time. It. 
How are we gonna wing it? How about you just give a recap of the actual story and then we'll talk. So should I give it or should you give I it? I gave it the first time. <laughs> give a little effort. Okay. It's your goddamn podcast too. Okay, well. Okay. So like recap without reading, can you do that? Yeah, well I just um <laughs> Yes, I sure can. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Okay, so uh, the disappearance of Miss Eliza Lamb. She is a 21-year-old. Was. Oh, that was <laughs> sad. Saying. Do you know how that, that, that's how they catch killers? Because they talk about them as dead when they really aren't. Like, normally a person that didn't know they were dead would talk about them as they were alive. So, you did it. Stephanie's the murderer! <laughs> we all freaking know she's you, dead. You guys, Stephanie just looked like that little meme it's like a white monkey cat, and it's got its arms up, oh, and its eyebrows furrowed. I remember <laughs> that meme. <laughs> okay, so she was um, a 21-year-old college student from British Columbia. Vancouver. Right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Vancouver. Yes, Vancouver. Yep, there she is. Okay. Um, who was clinically diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She had started a blog and really got into the social media scene. It was Tumblr. Do you know anything about Tumblr? I have no, I thought Tumblr was where you put pictures. So I obviously because don't know what I'm talking about. she apparently had like a big Tumblr. Right. Like, and it did show in the documentary all the pictures. So Tumblr must be a picture thing, but you must be able to caption it like Instagram. Yeah, maybe, I have no idea. We missed that stage. Yeah, I have no idea what Tumblr is. I still don't know what Tumblr is, so. Um, so she was really big into social media, posted almost daily, multiple times a day. It was kind of like her journal. Um, she decided um, in 2013 she was going to go on a West Coast adventure. adventure yeah. and to she, get away from her parents, I saw. But she... Go ahead. Um... <laughs> <laughs> she Well, she wanted to do something because of her d- bipolar disorder. So she was like stage one bipolar, which is like one of the most severe um, bipolar disorders. I don't know how they range, honestly, but that's what I heard. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> We're so, so good at She that. wanted to try to live some sort of normalcy, not under her parents. And she wanted to do this adventure and be able to do it on her own to feel normal. So she decided she was going to start in San Diego and then go up to L.A. and just do a whole little West Coast trip. Um, So she ended up going to, she took the Amtrak and buses to get where she needed to go. So she ended up going to San Diego and she went to the San Diego Zoo and she put pictures on her Tumblr and everything. So she did make it there and then she made it to L.A. And she... um, made her reservation at the stay on Maine. Which? Which is the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, that they remade as right. the stay on Maine to try and get people to come there because right. the Cecil Hotel had so much, well, like bad juju, I right. guess you would say. So the Cecil Hotel was built in like 19... 19- in the 1900s, we're not going to go into years. If you want all the specific right dates. Right at the great 
depression. depression, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So if you want all the specifics, Stephanie has already kind of given all the dates and stuff on our Halloween podcast. You can go back for that one. But so this hotel is built in the 1900s from the 1900s to 2013. Let's just go up until she got, went missing. There were rapes, murders, suicides. Well, it's right on Skid Row. Right. Which I didn't realize that in that block, there's 3,000 homeless people. Did I hear that wrong? I think you heard. I think there's more than that. I think you heard that wrong. It's 54 square blocks. Like, it's a giant... Well, maybe it's 3,000. I don't honestly remember what it said. I I, thought it was 3,000, but I thought that that was a lot. Yeah. But I didn't realize how big Skid Row is. I didn't either. It's huge. So we have a ton of homeless, homeless, um, prostitution, drugs, crime, murders, rapes. Yeah, so like you were saying, there was rapes, murders, suicides, like, um... All kinds of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That was that. I used a finger for that. Okay, so this hotel, when it's first built, was like fancy, fancy. It was um, right down the way from the train station. And so all these people were coming in. No, it was super nice. Yeah, and it was super... Technically, the lobby of the hotel is still is really nice. beautiful, and so yeah, it was literally it's very deceiving designed for like high class, right? Like big moneyed people, right? But the issue was the Great Depression came in, like right when it opened, right? And so they ended up just pretty much renting out these rooms to these men who yeah, had lost like, their jobs, and yeah, so it was like a hotel. It was like a staycation type thing, apartment. Hostel. Yeah. And like they even, a bunch of them shared rooms. Mm -hmm. They shared bathrooms. Yeah. So skip forward to 2013. So because of all the negative press, the Cecil Hotel tried to revamp itself. And did they, this was before she got there, they revamped it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is before. So what they ended up doing was making a second entrance of this hotel. So there was the Cecil Hotel on one side and then the Stay on Main on the other. And what they did was the first like two or three floors were for the... The Stay on Main. No. The first two or three floors were for um, tenants, like long-term tenants. And then there were three floors above those that was the stay on main. So they repainted, they didn't have a lot of money to fix it. So they repainted, they did um, like bunk beds. So they kind of made it more of like a hostel situation. So it was cheaper, but it was still really nice. They redid the lobby for the stay on main. It was all different colors, all different uniforms, different people. Then above the stay on main three floors was the Cecil hotel and so those were the elevators yes so those were the daily rates people those were the vagrants that have been there for years and years and years those are the drug addicts the prostitutes sex workers sorry that's the word term you're supposed to use is sex workers not prostitutes anywho um but they have shared elevators so that was the only thing that kind of Put the Cecil with the Stay on Main was these shared elevators. So if you were staying at the Stay on Main, you probably were going to have a decent experience, but you could still come across those vagrants yeah. that were living at the Cecil. 
apparently it didn't come up too much, but anyway, so she ended up, so on our last podcast, we had said that she had made a reservation at the Cecil, but that's not the case. She actually made her reservation at the stay on Main. So she was staying in the fifth floor, which was the stay on Main. Yeah. So she had stayed there for um, a couple days, ended up touring around LA, ended up going to a bookstore, um, was looking for a couple books, but was worried, I guess, about how heavy the book was going to be while she traveled, which I thought was weird because she's traveling. I mean, I guess she's backpacking technically, but anyway, um, so... She gets there January 31st, or is that when they they don't hear from her? I don't remember the specific dates. I just know that on um, the day she was supposed to check out, she did not. Right. And then I think it was 19 days. Yes, it was 19 days. Um, so anyway, so she goes missing. Her parents start to get worried because the whole, whole, um, I don't, I don't know what word to say. The whole deal with her and her parents were they would let her go by herself if she like checked in if she stuff. checked in every day because they wanted to make sure she was on her medication. They wanted to make sure she was okay. She's a 21 year old girl that's yeah. never really done anything and wants to go to the West Coast by herself. So they just wanted to make sure she was okay. So the day that she was supposed to call, she didn't call. So they started to get worried. Um, And then they ended up flying down, put in a missing persons report, and then that's when the police started looking for her. And I just have like, number one, the fact that it's on Skid Row. All of the possibilities that could have happened to her. She's 21, she's naive. She said, um, well, Netflix had listed something that where it said, you know, that she was super friendly, sometimes over friendly to a fault. Like she wants to make friends really bad. Just all the things that could have possibly happened to her are numerous. What was crazy to me is that they like, they didn't think anything about all of her stuff still just being in the room. Right. Like everything, they just bagged it up, like because right. apparently it's common that people right. just leave everything that yeah. they own. So they and hang just on don't to it back. for what, 30 days? Yeah. So, like Stephanie said, everything was in her room her pills, her, her laptop, laptop yeah. her phone, everything. So, for somebody who's very into social media and blogging and posting, all of her stuff was in there, which is a very strange thing. So, at that point in my mind, if I was a detective, I would be like, ooh, something bad, something bad happened because you're not just going to leave, especially technology behind. People don't yeah. normally leave their phones behind and stuff. So, um, so they start looking into it. They end up getting... Um, finding a video they scour you know the surveillance video of the hotel and stuff they find a video of her um in an elevator and stephanie has also already put this up on her the melancholy mommy she has the video up there where you can watch it which is creepy as hell but then in the netflix documentary it says you know that the timestamp isn't right and that the video must have been altered and that they slowed it down. Um, 
And then at that time they were thinking... Because it's a four minute video. Right. And they were thinking it was the hotel staff that was trying to cover up something. Um, by the end of it, the detectives do say that when they got the video from the hotel staff, it was in full contact and that it was the, the detectives that ended up slowing it down. And the reason they did that was because they wanted people to be able to see her face. And if it goes too fast, I mean, if you have a video and she's just zooming back and forth, you're not going to be able to see anything. Mm -hmm. So they did alter the time. Um, like they slowed it down. Um, but at the time they were saying that the video was really weird because when she got in, she like pushed every button in the center row. Yeah. And instead of the elevator closing, it stayed open. Yeah. And she was just like, she kind of goes to the corner, back corner, and then she kind of goes forward, and then she kind of looks out and like looks both ways, but like she doesn't like somebody's gonna yeah, attack it's weird. her. Yeah, She's like moving her hands around, like right. she's swimming, but like in the air, right. kind of like she, I don't like you would talk to like a spirit, I right. guess. Like, but she literally pressed the button that holds right the elevator open. Right. And so the web sleuthers. Yeah. They thought that there's like somebody holding the elevator. They thought that there's a spirit holding it. There's so many things. Oh my gosh. The conspiracy theories on this ha are crazy to me. But they did wind up finding from that video that she was on the 14th floor. Right. That's the last place she was seen because when you press the elevator buttons, right. it turns off of the one that you're on. Does right. that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it glowed. She, she, um, press the whole row of buttons and all of the rows would glow except, except for, for the 14. Ones. Yeah. yeah. And that's the floor that she was on, which was also the floor that Richard Ramirez lived on. Yes. Okay. Which was also the last floor. Right. Yeah. The roof was right above it. Right. Right. So, um, so anyway, so they can't find her. They send in what, like 20 detectives, they send in cop the, dogs. Cop, the canine dogs. Thank you. <clears throat> they send in, I mean, everybody, they're scouring, they're looking at people. It is mind boggling that even with the cops, they like literally didn't find any. Well, I want to know what's still very unclear to me through that documentary is, okay, so they searched the roof. But did they actually look in the tanks the first time? Because would you look in the... I wouldn't have looked in the tanks. If I was a cop, I wouldn't have looked in the tanks. I would have looked for anything that looked... Well, the dog should have been able to pick up a scent on the tank, right? On the outside, because you have to get into it somehow. Aren't the dogs trained for that? Yeah. But, I mean, it was... I don't know. I don't know what they She do, was found honestly. 19 days later, but right. the, they did not look for her 19 days later right. they looked for her but very then, recently okay but then but did the cop dogs did the canines get to go up to the roof yes it said that they oh, were on the roof yeah the only place that they saw that they like was on her floor i think in her room and then i think it said the wind uh, a window seal on the 14th floor the dog like so that's the fire escape yeah which was creepy as hell right I would have died on that thing just looking at it like that would uh, mm. but in a lot of her other like social media posts she was on rooftops like that was something that she did right was went to the roof so anyway they're searching for her uh can't find her anywhere can't find her anywhere um then the hotel guests start to complain about 
the water. Black. It's black. It smells funny. It and it tastes, tastes sweet. That's so disgusting. It tastes sweet. It tastes sweet. It's foul. So the British couple that they end up interviewing um, were the one one of the people that complained, and then they ended up moving floors, and it got darker as they went up. As they went up, because it was closer to the water tank. So, I mean, it, it's just crazy to me. So then they finally got enough complaints that they ended up sending a maintenance worker to the top. So the maintenance worker went um, to go investigate. And when he went to go investigate, he said that the lid of the water tank was open. Which if it was open, they should have looked in it if the cops were up there. Right. But keep going. Um, also, I feel like, though, it was a very small window, and if she was floating, like, on one of the other sides, you know what I mean? Like, depending on the sun and where the shadows were and stuff. Yeah, I get that. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things that could have possibly went wrong. But anyway, so poor old Santiago, who broke my heart during the Netflix documentary, he was so sad. Like, you could tell. The maintenance dude? Yes, that it, like, it was upsetting to him. Yeah. So he found her. Um, he looked in the water tank and saw her floating there, face up, which was a big deal. Which I don't they really tried to realize. explain that that if it was foul play or like a foul play, like drowning, like somebody drowned her, like She'd she would down. have been face down. Right. I don't know. Anyway, so um, he found her and he said that she was just floating there naked and she was white, like super white, like a ghost. So then he leaves and goes and tells the manager. So at that point, they get everybody and their mothers up there. They drain the water out of the tank. Where do they drain that when they're on a 14-story so roof? Where? That's what I was thinking. That's biohazard. Yeah, they can't just drain. Well, it's the Cecil Hotel. You can do whatever the hell you want, honestly. They probably offered the water to the homeless people on Skid Row. Like, here, guys, here's a fresh shower. We're just going to dump it off. The <laughs> Anywho. So they drain the water, and they have to cut with a welding machine to get her out. Yeah, because, because at this point, she's swollen. swelled up. From being yeah. in the water for 19 days. Yeah. They also find her clothes at the bottom of the tank, um, which people were wondering why she was naked if she's the one who did it. Um, anyway, so they get her out and they do an autopsy. They find no drugs in her system. They find, uh, well, they find the drugs from her, um, medication. her medication, but it's a very low dosage. Um, but no, like, recreational drugs. No alcohol. Um, no sexual assault. There were no, um, uh, what are those wounds called? Like, there was no damage. Yeah, to like her. Like, her she was, she didn't resist or fight. There wasn't any other There was issues. nothing to show foul play, basically. Yeah, they also said that during the autopsy, they didn't find water in her lungs, um, normally there's like these air pockets or something, but the autopsy guy said that that doesn't necessarily rule out her drowning either. Cause she had to have drowned. Yeah, no, she definitely drowned. 
Yeah. So I bet he was trying to say because Unless people were like. she just literally got stuck in there and couldn't get herself out because the level of water. Do you know what I mean? Like she got in and then couldn't get out. She just floated till she died because it was 19 days. You can't live in Stephanie, water for 19 days. I don't think you understand. You, you're not just going to float. When I listened back to the podcast last time. So why wouldn't you float? eventually you will sink. Have you ever tried to just float forever? Your body eventually just goes down. You, okay, this summer we're gonna go to the pool and we're gonna have an experiment. You won't just float forever. Your body will eventually go down. So she says who? Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna have to have an experiment because you don't just float. She's eventually going to get exhausted from treading water. Yeah, but she doesn't have to tread water if you just lay there and float. <laughs> okay. Eventually, she's going to drown. There was no way for her to get out. There was no ladder on the inside. The water wasn't close enough for her to even get out. That's what I'm saying. Guys, can you please explain to Stephanie? So she sat there for 19 days and starved to death. Kidding. <laughs> Kinda. I feel like you could float. Maybe not for 19 days, but you can float. Like, You're what's your float, timeline? But... How long can you float before you sink? Google it right now. Well, I can use this story. Okay. So anyway, so no foul play. Um, so there's a ton of these web sleuthers that decided they were going to try to help with the investigation. And these people were like, I mean, they made it their jobs. Actually, one of them lost his job, and so he made it his job. And these people were so invested. They, there had to be somebody at the hotel that murdered them. It had to have been, you know, such and such. It had to have been a skid row person. Like, it's crazy. So I don't know if that helped or hindered the investigation because they kind of threw out a ton of stuff. Um, but what ended up coming down to it was the coroner decided that her death was uh accidental right you told me to google something oh sorry you're still googling it yeah okay did you find anything that the court what did you say the coroner coroner, they ended up ruling it accidental yes yeah so um just to summarize real quick can i just what you're wrong you literally can do it for like four to five days, but it literally says that surviving this way depends on many things like going without food. It like, none of these say anything about eventually just sinking. You can float. Okay. Google it and prove it to me because I'm doing this right now. Okay, I'll prove it to you later. Um, so anyway, um, they, they, coroner comes back and says it's act, accidental death. These web sleuthers are all up in arms because they think it was murder, um, which I'm going to come back to. I have some bullet points, but the family ends up suing the Cecil hotel, um, saying that it was like a wrongful death suit because, um, they said that the hotel staff should have alerted the police that she was acting irrationally because she was like writing notes on people's like on the people that she was rooming with her like 
their beds and stuff like you need to get out of here go away like just acting really strange she also went to a tv show where she wrote a whole ass letter to the host of the tv show and like demanded that the security guard give it to them and then security ended up having to kick her out so the parents were like well the fact that she was acting irrationally um should have been a red flag and you should have warned somebody you should have asked her if there was anybody that they could call for her you should have called the police again this hotel is on skid row and honestly the way she was acting was probably the least of their worries yeah honestly like it was probably an it's an everyday thing for them yeah and would the police have even came if if the cecil hotel was like hey we have this girl that's writing weird notes can you come talk to her yeah. On Skid Row? Listen, we have way better things to do. Yeah. Can I read this to you? Sure. By floating in an upright... It says attitude, but I would imagine they mean position. Because you can't float in an attitude. I don't know. I mean, you could have an attitude <laughs> while you're floating, but you can't float in an attitude. Yeah. Two different things. Okay. Gonna... This is also from www.drownproofing.com. So it's very legit. Okay. With the face submerged, so your f- upright face submerged, only lifting the mouth and nose above the surface when it is necessary to take a breath. Like yes, a just like that. Yes. It is possible to survive indefinitely with minimal expenditure of energy. Indefinitely means like she should still be alive now if she was in that tank. Because that's what indefinitely Okay, here, means. I'm going to tell you. Here is a situation. She didn't have food. She starved to death. Okay, here is a situation. My husband is not buoyant at all. Everybody can float. I will take you to a pool with Matt. He just hasn't learned. Stephanie, his ass goes like this. And it brings his yeah, head Yeah, but that's why him. I'm saying your head stays. Your body goes underneath it. He eventually goes like this. Like, this is the water line. Okay? He's floating, and then his ass starts coming down, and then his head goes under, and it brings him down. Literally watched it. My we're nephew's going, the same way. We're, no, we're going to the anyway. pool this summer. Yes, floating. Can everybody float? That's another thing to Google. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so where was I? Anyway, so they, uh, the family ends up doing a wrong, wrongful death suit against the Cecil Hotel, and the judge comes back and says, oh, it also was um, the fire escape issue because there were two ways that she could have gotten to the top of the roof. She could have went out the elevator to the left, went down the hallway, and there was a fire escape. And all she would have had to do was lift up the, the window and get out onto the ladder and then go up to the roof. And it was like a straight shot. That one ladder? Yeah. So they're saying because that wasn't proof, but the Cecil Hotel said we have to have fire escapes because if there was a fire, they have to be able to get away. Yeah. So it has to be there. There can't be bars on the windows or nobody would be able to get out if there was a fire. So anyway, the judge ends up favoring for the Cecil Hotel, so the family doesn't get um, any money. But um, I'm pretty sure that's the gist of it. So I have some bullet points. Do you want to add anything else? else? Yes, absolutely. 
from mgrswimsports.com. Everyone can float. But shit. Even if your body is composed 100% of muscle, you can float on your back. The belief that someone cannot float on their back is so common among, among, not among, many adults. Many adults feel this way because they didn't get the opportunity to be introduced to floating at a young age. Bullshit. Bullshit. How can you dispute the fact? It's science. The science is settled. Because I've literally watched kids that cannot float. I've taught swimming lessons to kids that cannot float. They just haven't learned. And they're probably like... I was... They're probably just like super tense. If you're tense, you're pushing your body down. I mean, don't you think Eliza in a fucking tank where she can't get out is going to be pretty tense? She looked pretty blind <laughs> in the elevator. Just saying. Okay, do you have anything else to add to my recap of her? No. Okay. Good job. You did almost as good as me. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't look at me like that. So, I did some little bullet points on the little Netflix uh, documentary. The manager. She was... Was she a little intense for you? Yeah. And I felt like she was I very... think she felt attacked. Like it was her fault. Like maybe. she probably has maybe a lot of guilt it on it. Yeah, maybe Because they talked a lot of shit. Like, mm-hmm. and every single person, really, like everybody became detectives overnight. Like right. the... Um, because it went viral, the internet, like every single person in vet, they knew every single thing that they thought that they, you know how that goes Mm -hmm. about the Cecil, Cecil hotel or whatever it's called. And like, they literally, every possibility that you could think of, they said, so I'm sure she did feel attacked and she lost a lot of business. Like her money was riding on that. Also with those web sluicers, the fact that they thought that they were privy to the information, like they should have been privy to the information when it's none of their goddamn business. And can I just tell you something? These people must be really good because they're like, oh, when I found a direct link to the autopsy report, how do you do that? Because I Google shit and I can't find anything ever. Like I Google somebody that I know and I want to find like an arrest record or something. Like can't find shit. It's like, here's $25 for- Right. A background check, right. like, and I can't ever find anything. Right. And right. these people are like, ooh, I uncovered the autopsy report. Like, I just, in this day of social media, the fact that people think that police will put all the information out there, hoping that these people will help them. But there have been cases where the internet oh, people have solved the crime for I the... I, have, I agree 100%. But the fact that these people were getting upset because they thought that the police were withholding information from them. Like, it's none of your business. Yeah, I get, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. But because they had invested so much time into her they Tumblr. They thought it was their business. Into her. Like, the guy that was interviewed literally said, like, I felt like she was my sister. Right. Like, I felt like well, I knew her. And he, and he lost, never met her in her life. He lost like, his job. Because of it? No, no, no. He had lost his job and, like... Instead of looking for a job, or maybe he was looking he got for a, a job, hobby? he freaking delve into her disappearance. And so that's what he did for hours and hours and hours and hours. But I just, I don't know. 
Like I would I'm never. I'm pretty sure he's the dude that, that runs the, the Facebook, Facebook group thing. I was kicked out of because of you. And I also now that I've w- listened to this documentary, the fact that you went in there and you were like, maybe it was Joe, because these people really, yeah, they are no, invested it's a very in serious, her. Yeah, like no, and no this happened in 2013, out. and they post daily, still, hourly. Like, like, are they coming up with new? Yeah, because I'm back in the group. How'd you get back in there? They accepted me. Oh. And they post all the time. So are they coming they up with new? They must have moderators, like, oh. more moderators in there, but, like... But are they coming up with new dialogue? Uh, well... Well, like, are, like, new scenarios of what could and could not... Oh, my not... God, you should see the things that they say. But, like, three hours ago, they just posted... They found an entire like novel novella. What do you how do novella. you call it? Yeah, that she had wrote online like all about hating her parents. Oh lord! Like there's tons of stuff. The Cecil Hotel was sold for twenty five million dollars, and they couldn't throw the residents out like they thought. Like, yeah, two hours ago. So anyway, yeah. So the so the manager at first I was like, so the whole time I'm thinking in this documentary, I wonder if they end up interviewing the person that like did it. Cause at first, just from what you had, you know, written or talked about, like I wasn't sure if she was murdered or if it was. And you don't think so now? And no, I don't think so. But, um, so I was thinking like the whole time in this documentary, oh my God, what if they fricking are interviewing the murderer? So at first I pegged the manager as the murderer <laughs> because she was just acting so weird. I was like, but I just by the end of it, like I was like, was I, very... yeah, I agree with you. I think she felt attacked, and I think, and I think she really took pride in her job, and I think she wanted the Cecil Hotel to be better than it was. And unfortunately, well, I don't shit think you're rolls get... downhill. Anything yeah. that happens, it's like it's yeah. Her I don't fault. think you're ever going to get through that stigma of the Cecil Hotel. They just need to freaking. People are literally going up. there now just because of this, though. I know. Um. What else? What else did I have? Again, I just feel so bad for that poor Santiago. Like, literally every hour on the hour they're posting things. Good lord. Yeah. So, my question to you is, how do you think she got up there? Mm. I don't really... Like, do you think it was foul play? Do you think somebody murdered her? Or do you think it was suicide? Or do you think it was an accident? I believe more on the... I don't know what word to use. Like, the spiritual side of things. You think a ghost led her up there? I think that... Because she's already all mentally fucked up in that place. Like, I do definitely believe in, like, bad juju and stuff. And, like, that place it has so many bad things happen like right yeah so no. many i just i don't i believe more like that side of it like i it's hard i don't know i really don't know i think that there's more out there than we know i think that there always is for sure like at li- more you literally have no like you're not like this is what i think happened it's hard for me to just be like no she went up to the roof and got into the water tank on her own and took all of her clothes off and just put them in the water 
Like, it's, it's hard for me to, like, accept that. I don't know. I don't really necessarily think anybody else is involved, but I, it's weird that... I can't think that she voluntarily got in there. Like, I just can't. Probably because I would never. So it's hard for me. It's <laughs> First hard of all, you yeah. can't even get up on the roof Yeah, fuck so. no. I wouldn't even be on the fifth floor. They put me on fifth floor, I would have said, see you later. This one time, guys, just a little sidetrack. We got into a elevator to go up to the parking garage. And there was like five of us, and we jumped with there Stephanie. There was three of us. Okay. Oh, wait. You're talking about a different time. Uh -huh. Remember when time. we went to go watch the UNR volleyball games? Yes. And then we had to go to the parking garage, and we had to go up the elevator. And first of all, Stephanie didn't want to get in the elevator, but we told her we wouldn't jump, and she believed us. They all like fucking a jumped. fucking idiot. Also, your mom was there, and she jumped too. She's evil. Can I just tell you something? Same kind of story, but my mom had every year a tax season party that her boss would take like all of our families. And we went to San Francisco a couple times, and her boss's daughter was like really like young at the time, like pretty young. And we were all in an elevator, and two of the guys jumped and like made the elevator, I'm not kidding, go down and the doors open and we were like halfway between two floors and I like straight had a panic attack, like started sobbing, I was screaming, I was crying and they were yelling at me <laughs> because I fucking scared the, her boss's daughter. Like they were all mad at me and I'm like, nobody gives a shit that I'm scared because I was fucking scared. Like that's why I was screaming. <laughs> not just for fun, I was terrified. That was like my worst nightmare. Anyways. So anyways, guys, Stephanie wouldn't be caught dead in an elevator, nor up on the roof. So I'm better with elevators now. Are you? As long as they're not slow ones. How do you know if they're slow or not before you get in? I don't. Oh. I pray that when oh. I get in there, I'm fine. I just don't like, like, that's like, the, that's like a microwave minute. Like, you know how long microwaves minute are yeah. when you're waiting for your food? Right. And you're waiting for the ting to say that you're at the next level. Right. Sometimes it's like... My God, we're not at the next level yet. Like, it's not gonna make it. We're gonna stop. Anyway, sorry. Now, I just don't, I think maybe she like, no, I don't know. Because she, I don't wanna say she voluntarily got in, but I don't wanna say she fell in either because she was naked. What was she like, having a rain dance on top of it, naked and fell in? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I don't think there was foul play though. Can you stop fucking looking at me like that? I'm not a Sherlock Holmes. It's possible to have thoughts that aren't accurate. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I just, I'm surprised that you don't have like a definite, actually I'm not surprised because you're very like, I'm not going to say that. I, I don't, I don't know. So I'm not going to say just it. Just fucking say it. I'm very open to the universe, Tashina. You really are. Like there's not, you're very like, well, like, this could happen. Well, I guess that could happen. Well, I guess that could happen. Yeah. I could be swayed either way. Tomorrow I might think there was fucking foul play and I might even post in the group, like... Can I tell you what I think happened? Yeah. And... Go ahead. So I think that because she stopped taking her medication regularly and because she was a bipolar one, which she needed to be on her medications to regulate her psychotic psychosis, and not only did she have to take like one medication, she had to take four medications. And so I think because of her lack of taking it properly, she put herself into a psychotic break. 
And so I think when we see her on the 14th floor in that video, I think she was having a psychotic break and I think she was hallucinating. And she I, definitely looked like she was talking to somebody. And I think that because they had said prior that she had um, gotten off her medication and had some hallucinations and thought that people were trying to attack her. And so I think she was having a hallucination and that's what that whole scene was about. And then when she leaves to go out of... Now, I don't know if... When like she, she left, thought she was being followed? Yes, I think, I think she thought she was being followed. Or somebody was going to hurt her or something to that effect. But it's really not that far-fetched that somebody could have been following her. Oh, a fucking, fucking 100%. Crazy ass place. Yes. Um, so I don't know if, you know, when, when it shows her exiting out the, the elevator and she leaves, if that's when she went, I guess, I mean, they... She was wearing, we should say that, the same clothes that were in the video of the elevator were the clothes that were found in the water tank. So they don't know how soon after that video she was in the water tank, but it does suggest that it was the same day, obviously. Right, so either and that she was day right under them in that video, so it is possible right. that she was under it. Like So I think so she had one or two ways of getting up to the roof. So if she exited out the um, the elevator, she could have taken a left, which she did, is that's what the video shows. And right outside the elevator is another internal set of stairs that goes to like a fire escape door. And that leads directly to the roof. I don't think she went up those stairs. Um, they said that it was alarmed, but then some other people said that when they tried to open it, the alarm never sounded. We straight watched a video. Did, didn't you see it in the documentary? Those like three kids, I think they were from YouTube. They literally went up those stairs open that door no alarm went off and they were videoing on top of so when they were videoing the security guard let them in oh they had gotten a security guard to let them up the stairs oh, okay. but one of the youtubers did say he touched the door and no alarm ever sounded either i don't believe she went up those stairs i believe because the way that it looked it was like you go out the elevator and you turn to your left and there was like another hallway that turned to the right and I think she went down that, that hallway, turned to the right, and then there was like this big, bright, sunshiny area, which was from the, the fire escape window. And I think that attracted her. She, she went to the light? Right. And I think that's why the dogs hit on that specific area. I think she went out the fire escape and went up that god awful you guys okay so let's just okay so it's a metal staircase on the outside of the building she's on the 14th floor and on the very last part it's just a straight like yeah there's no incline it's just straight up and it's down. a straight up ladder that goes like literally if she fell off of that she it would have fallen to her death there was nothing like 14 stories up she had to have been in a fucking psychosis because that puts me in psychosis just thinking about it. So I honestly do think she went out the fire escape, up the little emergency but ladder. But what could have possibly led her to the, the water tank? And if you look, that's like the furthest water tank back. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I still think that she thought she was being followed and that somebody was going to harm her. And I think she got up on the roof. Why she decided to go to the water tanks, I don't really know. But she would have had to ascend another staircase to get up there. So I, in my mind, I think she's just trying to get the furthest away from this person and try to find somewhere to hide. So it's a big open roof. So the only place to really hide would be by those water tanks. So to get to the water tanks, to access them, you would have to go up the stairs to get to the top. Unless you hid behind it, but obviously she did not do that. So I don't know if the water tank was closed or not, but I feel like she went into the water tank to hide. Or what she thought was hiding. Where she thought she would be safe. I don't know if she thought there was a ladder. I mean, I don't know what her reasoning would have been, but I think she went in there to hide. And then, and then she couldn't get out. She couldn't get out. And I then think she floated she was, until she starved to death. Yeah. I think she was I think she was naked because your clothes get heavy when they're wet. And I think she took her clothes off to try to stay buoyant. Which would make sense that the clothes were in the water because most people, if they were gonna take off their clothes, would have taken them off before they got in. Right. Unless it was a murderer who put her in there. Right. But also, you can't, there's absolutely no physical way that anybody can lift a 21-year-old body up that water right. tank and put them down there. Because they had to... Without any damage on the body. But can I just ask you something, since you keep telling me about the medication, and that she was off of it? She wasn't off of it. She was just taking lower doses. But how do we know that? Because of the autopsy? But she hadn't been found for 19 right. days, and she was submerged right. in water. Right, so and I can't... don't know... But, oh, because they said that when she refilled her prescription and the amount of pills that were still left in her bottle, but plus they her also autopsy, don't know when she went missing. Right. But either way, the amount of pills in her, like she should have been taking, I understand what you're saying, but I guess with what... I guess they did kind of have a time. With what her, with what was in her system plus her pills that were left over they must have some sort of formula i don't know can i just exactly tell you out of the entire documentary what i thought was the absolute creepiest sure the movie it is oh. not weird to, uh, what's that movie called it's dark. called dark water it was uh in 2005 yeah so it was before yeah and it was a mom and a daughter and they were living in it was like an apartment type thing like but it was just yeah, it was literally just like the Cecil Hotel. And the daughter, the little daughter, wound up dying because she went to the roof, got and fell into the water tank. But the, that's not even the craziest thing. They were wearing the exact same, the red jacket. Like, literally their entire outfit matched. It was like completely color-coordinated from the movie to Eliza's. Like, right. I don't know why, but that just throws me out. Unless she watched it and was trying to reenact it. And maybe if she was having a psychotic break, just maybe that triggered something in her. Maybe that hotel itself, you know, if she had watched the movie, maybe that hotel, like, you know, when you see something and you're like, oh shit, that reminds me of something. Maybe the hotel triggered something in her and maybe, I don't know. I don't know. That just, it was the, craziest part for me honestly freaks really? me out yeah I don't know why but it's um, like the same thing the same scenario how did how convenient is that that also the tuberculosis FBI 
conspiracy with like the tuberculosis test is called the lamb eliza which is but explain that be a lot of people broke out with tuberculosis so like pretty much what time? they were saying is around that time the homeless population it was like the plague with tuberculosis and so they were saying that she was sent by the fbi to infect these homeless people on skid row so they could start clearing them out so they could kill them off pretty much and she went rogue. that this is the conspiracy yes and she went rogue and so the fbi killed her So what do you think about that conspiracy of the FBI? Um, I think that they could literally make a conspiracy out of everything. Agreed. I do think that it's really fucking weird though that it was named Lamb Eliza, literally spelled exactly like her name, but just backwards. It's right. like Bond James, but like literally the spelling yeah. was exactly the same. So that is weird. It's really. Oh. And there was a lot of those. I can't remember all of them, but the tuberculosis thing stood out to me the most. But there was a lot of like little things that just like, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? What? Just that there's a lot of things at the hotel in general that blow my mind, like the Richard Ramirez, the fact that the Dalai Lama is that how you say it? Dalai Lama? Mm -hmm. Is that how you say? It? Yeah. She. That was her last stay there. No, Black oh, Dahlia. I was like, the Dalai Lama? I always say that. I was wondering what you were talking about, the Black Dahlia. The, yeah, her last day before she was, like, mutilated was there. Like, there's so many right. things that have happened there. Murders. Yeah, that, that hotel is definitely crazy. Also, another thing that came out of it was there was a death metal singer that the web sleuthers freaking prosecuted hung i mean ruined they were his life ruined him because first of all he's a terrible singer singer is very loose term yeah it was um, real bad but pretty much prosecuted him and said he's the one who murdered her because somebody saw that he was there however he wasn't it even was there the year prior that yeah. he was there almost the same dates but, but it it's because he had a song that talked about killing somebody, drowning them. Right. Like it, right. people just. Right. And they automatically two and two just together. jump to conclusions. But and you guys, he was the, creepy. Like yeah. all black, black makeup. Like what, well, white makeup. Like he kind of looked like Kiss, but in a terrible version. Like. Yeah. Like just dark and creepy. Like walking around the streets in his videos with like blood on his face. Yeah. It was. What was his name again? I don't remember his name. But he was actually even, he was out of the country. Yeah, he was so, in Mexico. So he woke up to his friend like, hey, you've been accused of murder. And he was like, what? And he like comes on to interview and is just like, like they ruined my life pretty much. Like I'm never going to get away from this. And because I'm an artist, you know, whether you like my music or not, like, they're just songs. They're just lyrics. I would yeah. never go kill somebody. Yeah. But still, the fact that he right. sings about killing people. Right. Like, is a little uh, odd, but... Oh, no. What are they doing in there? I don't know. They've been in there for a while. They have? Uh-huh. Um, also, what I thought was really weird um, on the documentary, it said that 
the GPS coordinates for the bookstore that she went to, what, if you like plug in the GPS coordinates for that particular bookstore, it now pings at her grave in British but, Columbia, which I just, first of all, obviously somebody did that somehow. What sick fuck would do that? Because it's associated with the book club, I'm sure that bookstore, not club, sorry. I'm sure that bookstore yeah. got just as much fame as the hotel. It's yeah. like the last place she was seen other than the hotel. And the, all those web sleuthers that after they found her that decided to like spend the night there and like walk around with their cameras and stuff. That's so asinine And the me. security was actually like, they were right on yeah. them. Like no loitering, no videotaping. Yeah. Like they must have that a lot. Locked down better a little bit anyway. No, I'm just saying they must have a lot of people oh, coming yeah. in there specifically well, for that. Yeah, I would assume now that that's all that. They even well, have people down. like. It's fully closed now? Mm-hmm. It closed. Well, um, they closed their doors, she said, in 2017. And then it was bought by somebody else, uh, an investment group out of New York or something. And they were going to use it for low-income housing is what they were supposed to use it for. It's like worth $85 million or something now, that hotel is. But that's what they're supposed It's not a hotel anymore. But I don't know. Dang, I kind of wanted to go. Would you go? Yeah, hell yeah. I might not stay overnight, but I, I would go. Tickets. No, it's closed. I, I got us tickets. We're going. Surprise. I would go. Fuck you. I wouldn't go. No, no. I would not go. I no. would go. I would even get in that elevator. You're a lion through your teeth. There's no way you'd get in that elevator. I would. I've grown up a lot, Tashina. I feel like because it's in California and it's far away from us that you're saying that, but I feel like when we get there, you're going to be like... No, so listen, I will go in the elevator. I will even go to the 14th floor, but I will not go anywhere near a window or the roof. You couldn't pay me to walk in that hotel. At all? No. I want to just walk in and see if you can like feel the bad juju. I can feel the bad juju from here, and we're a whole state over. Yeah. The first night that I watched the documentary, I was by myself, and I creeped myself out. Yeah, no, that's definitely not one because I turn it on and then I have a really bad habit of falling asleep. Right. It's definitely not not one to fall asleep to because you wake up at two in the morning with that fucking singer dude's face, (laughs) like with blood all over his face talking about murdering people. Like, yeah, it was a bad night. Oh. And then you dream about all that shit? Yeah. No, you couldn't pay me. First of all, I'm not going to Skid Row. I would go to Skid Row and feed them. I like to feed homeless people. You're going to get murdered one day is what's going to happen to you. Can I tell you a story about feeding homeless people? Of course. Me and Josh Page went to Reno in high school, our senior year, and we went to a movie, the movie theater, the River one. What's that one? Yes, I know exactly which one you're talking about. The one where the bums sit outside and puke, right? Like they're all, yeah. there's a bunch of bums mm-hmm. out there. Anyways, so we bought like hot dogs and stuff. And Josh was like, when we're leaving, we should buy some extra and just like give some to the homeless people. You know how Josh is, yeah. like on the way out. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So we each bought an extra hot dog and we had like chips and whatever. Like, anyways, so we're going outside and Josh offers it to these two homeless men. And they like started talking shit to us, like 
I don't even know what they, they were drunk. Like some, there was something wrong with them. You couldn't really understand them, but they were not happy. Right. And so Josh was like, okay. And so we start like walking back to the car and turn around and look and they were chasing us flat out running towards us. And so Josh fucking turned around like through the hot dog and like took off running to the car. So obviously I ran too to the car and we were like trying to get in and we're going around and then we're leaving Josh is like what if they just decided they wanted the hot dog but we like we took off running Mm-mm. we were chased by homeless people trying to like be good people you need to quit being a good person but I always do when I'm in San Francisco if I have leftover food I box it I give it to homeless people it's just how I am Tashina I'm an open caring individual you're gonna be a DEAD individual if you don't knock it off, is what's going to happen to you. No. The universe gives. No. What yeah, you give. yeah, yeah, sure it does. Look what happened to old Liza Lamb. She wasn't given very well. Also, real quick, there was a, a video of her and two guys in a box. Wait, what? Did like, you miss that part? No, it sounds slightly like two girls in a cup. <laughs> so apparently... There's video of her walking into the Cecil Hotel with two males, and they were carrying a box. Supposedly, the box was in her property that they had boxed up. The box came from the bookstore, and apparently, she didn't think she could walk from the bookstore to the Cecil Hotel carrying the box, so these gentlemen were friendly and helped her there. So there for a little while, they thought maybe they had something to do with her murder, but they didn't did you miss that part yeah totally Mm -hmm. so anyway the great mystery of Eliza Lamb I don't know I had never heard about it before you brought it up and now she's number one on Netflix man it's so weird too because it was such like a random like I basically just googled like murder stories and it popped up. Yeah, and it was like top 10 um, unsolved mysteries or something like that. And it was like the seventh one on the list. And there was just this like, like this tiny little description there. And I was like, and it said something about in a hotel where murder, serial killers. And it like alluded to the fact that a lot of shit happened at the hotel. Right. And I, so I was honestly more interested in the hotel than I was in her story. Right. Because it blows my mind all this stuff that happened at the right. hotel. It's crazy that you just have places like that that are just like, I mean, I think a lot of it is where it was. Right. Well, and I had no idea like in the 80s that Skid Row, and I don't know if it's still that way. I think I might have missed that part. They pretty much blocked it off. And like, it turned into that organ city where it was just oh, like yeah. like they put barricades up and it's a free-for-all do what you got to do boo well it doesn't surprise me like and i don't know if it's still that way where the barricades are up or whatever but i don't, I don't know, know but i've always wanted to go check out skid row i think you're a different kind of person stuff I just feel like that would be like such an like eye-opening experience, like how people actually live. Just looking at it isn't enough eye-opening for you? Like looking on it at the TV didn't like open your eyes enough to know that you don't ever want to go there? 
Here's my problem. I read when the TV's on, so I don't look. Okay. I did not like necessarily look at the TV the entire time okay. that this well, was on. Okay, well maybe let's start with looking at the TV before no, you decide you want to go to skip habit. The TV is something I'm trying to get rid of. I'll Google some can you, Skid Row pictures. Can you just look at it for me, please, before you decide you want to go to Skid Row? I think that we should just make a little road trip. I'm not going to Skid Row. Can you drive through it? Will you make it out? Who knows? It, you're going to end up with your tires. Lots of people go to Skid Row. You're going to end up with your people tires like, off its hinges and <laughs> up on blocks. Oh, you're dumb. <laughs> you're dumb. I'm dumb. You're dumb. All right, guys. People go there and, like, feed homeless people. It is my mission. As soon as we get famous from this podcast and we start making money. I hope we never get famous. <laughs> so you never have to go to Skid Row. Well, we'll just keep doing That's what we're doing. That's my promise we, to you. We're fine. That's my promise to you. We're never going to get famous from this podcast, and you're never going to have to go to Skid Row. <sighs> well, you know, I would not be surprised if we never got famous. No. Anyway. Uh, we're going to put up a little comment section on stories to see what you guys think happened and to Miss Eliza. And if you watched Eliza. it, what is it called, too, so we can tell them what the oh, documentary was called? It is... Where did I write it? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, it's number one on Netflix. It's called Crime Scene. The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, so you guys, check it out. I mean, if you're looking for a binge-worthy... Two real quick things from your Halloween story. The documentary never talked about the updating of the blog posts after she had went missing. Yeah, I noticed that too. And they never mentioned that elevator game that you I know both of those two things. I did notice that, but... Those are, if you actually, like, research, they're in multiple articles. Right. Both of those are. So, I don't know. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this little recap of Miss Eliza. And we want to hear from you and hear what you think happened to her. And would you guys ever go to the Cecil Hotel? Or are you going to check in to the Stay on Main? Let us know. Yeah. We right, should guys. get a group of people together and go. We're not going. We're not going. You're such a ween. I, I remember am. you being so much stronger when yeah, you were well, young. Yeah, um, well, my will to live has gotten exponentially better, so. Apparently mine hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right, bye, guys.